Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, usually about 13 or 14 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping keep us focused on our spiritual lives and also upon our relationship with God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in His Word is really crucial to our spiritual well-being to our eternal destiny. Share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around, grow in their faith, and even get to heaven. A great blessing for them and for you. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about truth that will see us through crisis. And probably every single one of us face at least one crisis in our lives and maybe more than one. Well, we've sort of been laying the foundation about how God's word is really that truth, that foundation truth that will deliver us, see us through, and ultimately give us victory over whatever crisis that we might be confronted with. I want us to think about some basic foundation truths that can see us through. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 2 and 3, the apostle Peter wrote this, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. God's word can see us through. When people are down, and I'm talking about people in a lot of cases who really, (laughs) they don't read the Bible. They hardly ever darken a doorway of any church building. They don't really think about living a Christian life, if at all, hardly at all. And, and, And then they find themselves in some crisis. And what do they do? A lot of them will suddenly turn to God. You hear about jailhouse religion, don't you? (laughs) You talk about one, one particular situation in which people find themselves that suddenly cause them to focus on God, it's ending up in jail. Being incarcerated in some local jail or state prison or a federal penitentiary. And a whole lot of people are in those kinds of, of penal institutions. Well, all of a sudden, they do not have the freedom to come and go wherever they want, to do whatever they want, to go out to a restaurant and buy a meal if that's what they want, or to choose from a grocery store what, they, what, what they'd like to eat today. They are confined, and they are under the supervision and oversight of those penal institutions the guards, the administration, the staff, they just have to do what's offered to them, what's made available to them, and that's it. They can't start you know, making it up on their own. Well, it causes a lot of them then to stop and think, well, what do I do? What do I do? How do I get through this? How do I deal with this? How, do, how, how can I keep my mind straight? And so they do start reading the Bible. They do start taking Bible courses. They, they find a truth there that can stabilize them and see them through and give them hope. 
Again, the Hebrews writer talks about that hope that is offered to us through the teachings of God's Word as an anchor for our soul. And that's what Peter's talking about here when he says in verses 2 and 3 of 2 Peter chapter 1, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, how do we learn about God? How do we learn about Jesus? Through their word, through the Bible. He goes on and says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. We keep emphasizing that on today's Bible classes. We, have, we need to get into God's word. There would be fewer crises probably in a whole lot of people's lives if they would be students of God's word. Think about Job. When Job's world fell apart, and you talk about a crisis, in one day, one day, he lost all of his sons. And that same day, he lost most of his holdings in the way of cattle and livestock. He was a wealthy man before that day began. And he had 10 sons. All of that was gone, virtually. And then, after that, the devil caused him to break out in grievous sores from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, all over his body. Now, you talk about crisis. If it wasn't bad enough to lose all of his sons on one day and then virtually all of his holdings, which they were basically the foundation, to a great extent at least, of his wealth, and then he suffers this health emergency, sores all over his body, from the top of his head to the, to the soles of his feet. Well, what did he do? Well, he held on to his faith in God. That faith was his anchor. He knew God's word. He knew God's promises. He never doubted that God was there, even when God was silent. Now, that's not saying faith, uh, that Job didn't have some shaking of his faith to some degree, but he never stopped believing in God. Even when his wife encouraged him, curse God and die. You're going through such agony with these sores. You're going through such agony over the loss of your children and all of the holdings that you lost in one day being stolen away from you or, or natural disaster, you know, killing you know, some of the livestock, curse God and die. And a lot of people, when they're faced with some kind of, of overwhelming crisis, it would seem to them, they get angry with God, mad at God. They shake their fist at him. They, they deny him. They curse him. Well, let me tell you, don't think God made those things happen. That's part of life in this world. And the devil is also powerful. And he can use whatever he can to try to break you down. But Job never, never doubted that God was there. He wrote in chapter 14 and verse 16 of the book of Job, For now you number my steps. Speaking of God, you know I'm here. You number my steps. You know, you know how old I am. You know how long I've got to go. And then also in chapter 24 and verse 1, Times are not hidden from the Almighty. 
God is all-knowing. He is all-seeing. He knows everything that goes on in the life of every single individual. Jesus even talks about he knows the birds of the air. He knows when one bird falls to the ground, he knows everything about you. And if you're walking with him, he knows exactly what's going on in your life, and he promises to see you through. In Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1, we read, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. Think about that. God knows your thoughts that you haven't even verbalized or put into action in any way. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You know it altogether. God even knows you from your mother's womb. He knew you before you were ever born physically into this life. God knows everything about you. Everything. Nothing surprises God. When we look at the Proverbs and written by Solomon, we look at chapter 5. Proverbs chapter 5 in verse 21. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. God knows everything about you. There are no secret sins from God. God sees everything, knows everything, and as the psalmist said, he even knows your thoughts, whether you speak them or not, or whether you act upon them or not. The person who has that kind of understanding and abiding faith in God He never has to think about, does God really care? Does God know what's going on? Is he really there? No, he takes takes confidence in the fact that God sees him. God knows what he's going through. God never retracts or recants. He declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Isaiah 46 and verse 10. Just imagine what technology has brought about in the last hundred years. The internal combustion engine, well, going back a little more than a hundred years. Think about electricity. Think about communication through telephones. Think about television. Think about radio. Think about all the digitization of communication. Think about air traffic, air travel. Think about rockets going to the moon. Think about satellites in space that are communication satellites. What about all the medical technology? Replacing bones that are broken, such as hips and knees, open heart surgery, and brain surgery, and the list could go on and on, couldn't it? It took us a long time as humanity to figure out how to do 
those things, how to create those technological advances, how to perform those medical procedures. But God knew all about them from Genesis chapter 1 and even before. God, God knew all of the things that we're just stumbling into understanding and learning. He knew them before he ever created us. Now, with that kind of knowledge, with that kind of all-powerful being, we could have confidence that if we're walking with God, he'll always be there for us, and he'll always see us through ultimately. Job learned that lesson. God blessed him more in the end than he had blessed him before all those crises hit him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for using your power in our lives to bless us and to see us through. Help us, Father, to be strong in our faith and to always rely upon you and hold on to your hand. Please, Father, we pray, forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.